It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. We're a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. We're back again after another little tiny hiatus because, you know, All-Star break and Bruins break and all of that. And uh, hopefully this is the last one for a while. But here we are. And I am, of course, VA. I'm here with Jeff. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Tim. Hello, hello. And Nick. (laughs) You might want to say that again. You kind of cut out. Yes? Oh, hi. (laughs) 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 Okay. Well, (laughs) it's going to be an entertaining show. I can tell. Yeah, so here we are. We're we're post all-star break post all-star break break we have two games to talk about one was before the break and before the break break and the other one was the first game after the break break and it was god i don't even want to get into that right now let's let's be happy and let's talk about those toronto maple leafs or actually how the bruins played those toronto maple leafs Back on, uh, oh my God, all the way back on February 1st, 2023. It is February 13th tonight. So that was a long time ago. So guys. I've literally I- aged one year in that time. Yeah. <laughs> <It's not really laughs> how- <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I don't know. He was like one age before and then he was one age now. It's a different age now. I think it totally works that way. You're totally a year older. I mean, it felt like a year, honestly, like a week without hockey. That was tough, man. So tough. But anyway. What was the final of that game? Oh, yes. It was Bruins 5, Toronto Maple Leafs 2. And remember, we all had a little bit of a uh, a bet on that, right? Or I wasn't that far off. Like I said, eight nothing. <laughs> I really wasn't all that far off. Yeah, you're you're pretty close. You're pretty close. <laughs> uh, you know, I I mean, the Bruins definitely left some some goals on on the ice, and um, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's just go to it. We all predicted that the Bruins would win, of course, because they had to. They absolutely had to. After losing all those games before, they had to. So, uh, I said four to two. Okay. Jeff Not said bad. three to two. Okay. All right. Tim, you said eight to nothing. <laughs> and Nick, you said six to two. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're going by prices, right? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. But I, I win that, on that. But I'm impressed that, you know, three of us got the correct number of goals that the Maple Leafs would get, uh, which was two. So, you know what? We all win in various ways, some more than others. It's fine, I guess. So, yay. I, I enjoy how this game was all sorts of, it was all kinds of um, uh, unusual goal scorers. Oh, my God. I really was hoping that it would just be nothing but Bruins defensemen and not, I, I was just hoping it would be forward and Carlo, and then Forbert, and then Carlo, and then maybe Grizzlick for good measure, or... or I was going to say, Grizz and Cliffy don't really get that many goals, so, like, you know, them jumping in would have been all right. 
I mean, it was just like, <laughs> uh, if, if the uh, Leafs had not scored any more goals, it would it would have been uh, beyond uh, the uh, Marner goal. Carlo would have had a game-winning goal. I mean, how often does that happen for that guy? I mean, considering it was only his second goal in the season, pretty uncommon. Oh, my <laughs> God. I mean, at least Forbert has four now. <laughs> Poor Dark scoreboard. Scoreboard. I did write his name as scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's really funny. Okay, yesterday, ran into Robin, Kings fan. The reason why they had no highlight reel to show of Forbert when he went back to the Kings that, that one time, that first time, or it went to play at the former Staples Center. I'm not going to say the current name. They had no highlight reel. She was like, yeah, because it was so, he was so bad. It was like, here's a highlight of him being out of position <laughs> here's a highlight of him just letting the, the goal happen <laughs> here's the goal here's the the uh the video of him not winning the puck back <laughs> yay yeah but but forbert scorebert is doing really well here um i mean <laughs> he's got his first two ever shorthanded goals here this year this year it is crazy he has two yeah like i'm pretty sure he leads all the bruins because we haven't had that many this year have we shorthanded well, goals you look better there's up. a way we can find yeah I'll, I'll look it up right now oil has had one score four boards had two no shicks had one and that is it damn right he has so scorebert has half of them half of the shorthanded goals i mean i feel like at this point in the season we would have like i mean like brad doesn't have any shorthanded i know when the hell does that happen (laughs) i don't know he's slacking that's what's happening speaking of brad did you see the thing today with his brother oh about how he loves poems and loves to read poetry and shakespeare and all of that <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> that that has to be a joke. What? Oh yeah. Wants yeah. To do oh, so they, they asked Brad after they were like, "Is this is this serious?" He's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> do I look like a guy can read? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bruins are on a siblings trip. A siblings trip. I love it. And I will give you the breakdown of who's going from what I know so far later on when we talk about the games. Okay, so let's go through this game. Nothing in the first period. Nobody scored. It was just like typical Bruins Leafs game. Okay, cool. Second period, though, because um, we had back-to-back penalties. You know, I think it was Connor Clifton and Matt Grizzlick. Eh, fine, whatever. But at least we we made an opportunity out of the, the first penalty because Derek Scorbert, father of Darla, from Coyle and Freddie, j- just scored a goal. Just like his second shorthanded goal ever. Second this year. Oh, my God. He should get the Norris. Clearly. <laughs> 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 You've been foreboarded. <laughs> and then we call him Norboard. No. 
<laughs> anyway. Bobby Orbort. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a really great sequence that happened. We cleared the puck out of the zone and Freddie like just skated down the ice with Marner to, to make sure that he could get possession down there at the uh, end boards there. And Freddie got it. Then he shot the puck up to Coyle who went round and round was like playing guarding the, the puck. Like you can't have it. You can't have it. And then he sent it back to Forbert who came right in. It was like, he was the millennium Falcon and Han Solo. And he came in and he just took the shot right between the circles, went over, what's his name? Sam Samos glove hand. It was great. Every beat him left side. Everybody beat him right over his glove. It's good. <sighs> and then of course, like a little over two and a half minutes later, Mitch Marner on the power play. Boo. I don't have much to say about it. It was just like, uh Samsonov got an assist. Yay. A primary assist, which yeah. is interesting, but I found more interesting than this. I don't think I've ever seen a case where a goalie got a primary assist where someone actually got credited with the secondary assist. Huh. Okay. Yeah, it seems like one well, that seems like weird. That seems rare. Yeah, because <laughs> it was Riley who got the secondary assist. And even if yeah. you see the clip, you won't even see anything from Riley. You just see it from Samsonov. Or Samson up, whatever he's calling himself these days. I don't know. Yeah. So you only see him like, you know, basically just chuck the puck back down. Marner takes it at the blue line and then just comes and goes, hey, Carlo, boom. And uh, that was that. And then Brendan Carlo, who kind of sort of not really got burned on that goal. Mm-hmm. Comes in like three minutes later and is like, why can't I score a goal? Why? I don't know. Why can't you? He did. It was like so wonderful. Everybody was so happy for him. They carried him off the ice like Rudy. No, they did not. Uh- <laughs> I remember what I was doing when that goal was scored. Um, you were tuning your base. No, but something I'm very good at. I'm very good at tuning my base. I'm also very good at pooping. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you stay in the bathroom for the rest of the night? I did not. <laughs> I was like, man, like they just scored. I, I... So what you're saying is both you and Carlo got off the pot. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, you know what? I got to tell you. There is a German movie that I actually like a lot. It's directed by the same guy who directed uh, Run, Lola, Run. And it, in fact, stars Franca Potenta. Mm. Anyway, so um, there's this one character who is like, he's uh, he's doing a heist or something. And he is, has PTSD from serving in a war or something. And his uh, co-heisty, who is his brother, kept telling him to get off the toilet because like he like he mentally just was like so stuck so he kept telling him off the crow off the crow and that's how you say off the toilet in german off the crow off the crow uh anyway yeah so carlo 
man again like right there from the bottom of the left circle right over the club hand or right by the club hand actually it wasn't over it was like right by didn't do it ah good and then in the third boy did things get spicy and it's really a shame that uh, aj greer did not have an assist before this point or after this point because he scored and that was a lovely lovely goal it was him and it was lauko Lauko uh, winning the puck battle along the the half boards there from i think it was lilligren or yeah lilligren that's his name i always have a hard time playing lilligren lilligren i don't know his name who um from everything i've heard from steve dangle uh, he is not so good at de- defense. So, yeah. But uh, anyway, he won that puck for- battle there. Got the puck up to Greer. Greer's battling along with uh, who was it that was on his side? I have this note. Camp. Uh, it was Camp. And uh, he just took shot and went in. It was fantastic. And then two seconds later, what happened? Anybody remember? Could give you uh, give you a hint, Wayne Simmons. Yeah. Oh yeah, he beat the. Yeah, Wayne Simmons beat the stuffing he... out of Greer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hit him once, and Greer just like saw stars, and you you could see it. So they both go to the box after Greer loses that fight, and look, I have to say, standing up to Simmons, Simmons is like, "You want to go?" And Nick Felino had all sorts of wonderful things to say about uh, Simmons, and Simmons the same about Felino a couple weeks back career was like let's go he can't he said he couldn't help himself he was asked if he wanted to go and he's like come on let's do it so he's in the box and the concussion spotter or as andy brickley said spada mm-hmm. <laughs> one of our friends actually thought he said sparta uh, <laughs> like like he didn't understand that the uh, concussion spotter called him from the uh from the box uh to go in the dark room for a while and it turns out he came back to the game i don't know how much more he played but he came back he uh, did not seem to be concussed but i gotta tell you wayne simmons asked me if i wanted to fight i would say i respect you so much but i'm gonna decline that's what i would say kind of makes his fight with nick felino seem more impressive for well nick felino Nick Foligno does what he has to do to get the job done, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's harder when you don't have a functioning back and you haven't been able to do all the stuff that you needed to do. Uh, but he's feeling a lot better now. So, but anyway, you know, it's like we don't usually get a lot of fights in games anymore. And, and the, the fights that we get sometimes are really out of true animosity. So this is hearkening to a different time. So it's, it's interesting to see. But of course, AJ Greer took the bait and uh, he's lucky that nothing worse happened than just losing the fight. Then uh, Toronto scores again sometime later. Oh, like six minutes later, Yarn Crock. I didn't really have much to say about this. So I, I don't know really what to say about this. It's like basically the Bruins just allowed a guy to come down through the middle of the, the, uh, the ice in their zone and just take a shot you know what i mean it's like there's just a lot of like a lot of movement activity but there's like the one guy who's there and 
He gets the puck. He takes a shot and it's three, two at that point. And that's the closest they got. Thank God. Because Zaka, it was the Zaka show after that. I am sorry, Tim, but it was the Zaka show. It was, and he still refused to get the hat trick. So that means he still refuses my love. So. (laughs) (laughs) Cue the JD gif. (laughs) Yes. Why do you hate me so when I give you nothing but love? (laughs) Absolutely. Hat trick or nothing. Oh, my God. Such a tough customer. Yeah, so basically, uh, let's see. What did I write in my notes? Because I did. I wrote really good notes here. Was it before or after this game that Brad Marshan took to Twitter and absolutely roasted Steve Dangle? Oh, it was before because Steve Dangle's like LFR on this game was like half of it was just going off on Brad Marshan. And he's oh, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, he, he's convinced that Brad he, he is living rent free in Brad Martian's hand, uh, head because he had that picture on his phone. And I'm like, you can Google that picture, take a screenshot, and just send it. Yeah, it's a pretty like it's not like it's an unknown picture. It's pretty easy to just get that on your phone in like mm-hmm. a couple of seconds. See, that's what I hate about this. The term rent free has lost all meaning nowadays because whenever someone gets absolutely roasted for something and it always comes the clap back is always oh rent free i'm rent free it's like no you suck and you just got roasted doesn't mean you're rent free means you suck and you got roasted like uh, like i don't people even said in like the comments of that tweet like just take your l just take the loss there like stick taps, take the loss, and move on. You don't need to like pretend that you're rent free in Brad Martian's head. He's a Leafs fan, which makes him uh, in- entirely too irrational and in in these past few years completely moronic. It's still fun to watch him. I actually I don't really prefer to watch LFRs unless <laughs> Toronto loses. I like oh. to watch the dangits and the hat the hat picks. I like those. Oh. Those are great. Yeah. Um, but likewise, I only watch when the Leafs lose. And no matter what happens after a uh, Bruins Leafs uh, game. And he knows that when the, uh, when the Leafs lose, his numbers are up. He's very much aware of that. Oh yeah. He says it. He says it on yeah. the, the uh, on his uh, videos. Cause we like to, to see him suffer and Hey, it's not my fault. He's a masochist. Not mm-hmm. my fault. And, you know, people love to watch masochism because we're all sadists at heart. <laughs> what, what's the name and of his, his book? Oh, I don't know. This team is ruining my life or something. Yeah, like yeah. Something like the thing is, I am not unsympathetic to the plight of someone cheering for a team that is bad all the time. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. It sucks. And it's going to suck again for me coming up right here. Because the Bucks, Brady retired, and the Bucks are like $55 million over the salary cap. So, like, <laughs> they have to shed all the money. <laughs> and $35 million is for a retired player who's not there. 
So, like, that's fun, too. Oof. But you just got to just just accept losing. Just accept it. Just accept the L. And I just feel like sometimes he's not willing to accept the L. Like, I'm not unsympathetic, but at the same time, man, you built your whole brand on, like, being a loser, kind of. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should do a meditation, like a daily meditation for people, Tim. <laughs> breathe in, <laughs> breathe out, accept the L. Know that your team is just going to keep losing and be there for them. Not for when they, they win, but for when they lose. <laughs> yeah. And just wait until you get like an old generational talent to come in and change everything for like a year or two and then go back to losing again. It's fine. It happens to all the teams. Like, just just wait. So like in like 20 years when... Connor McDavid's playing for the Leafs and trying to lead them to the Stanley Cup. Enjoy that in 20 years. Yeah. You know, I have to say the one thing I, I, I don't want to talk about the all-star break, but or all-star game or the skills, but the one thing that was genuinely impressive about the skills composition was that the first round, which should have been the only round, the only round of uh, shooting accuracy, right? Because in past years, it's only been one round. You win it or you don't. He took down all four targets with just four pucks in 9.4 seconds. Think about that. Think about that. That is, well, generational talent. Yeah. And it's like, I I don't care if you like the all-star game or not. The fact that he did that. And then they disgraced him. They disgraced him by making him do another round. And then Nazem Kadri won. So it's like, okay, yay, whatever. I don't care. Because you should have just gone by the the first results. So dumb. I mean, Pasta's won that before. He only had to do it one time. You know? So dumb. But anyway, I feel bad for Connor McDavid because he's going to slug away at it up in Edmonton. He and Dreitzeidel, and I don't know if anything's ever going to come of that. But anyway, I don't think I really need to go into the rest of this game. It was the Zaka show. He scored his 10th and 11th goals after being so cold for a long time. It's good to see him back on track. I'm sorry, Tim. The unsung hero of that game, Ulmark. He had 33 saves. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like we sit there and we see everything that the team's doing in front of him. And it almost makes this job easier. Mm-hmm. And they put up five goals on the uh, on the Leafs. Then we have the game that happened on Saturday after the break, after everybody went to Turks and Caicos or Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico uh, or Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World. That's right. Because that's the one in Florida. Yeah. The Ulmarks went there. Poor, poor Linus Ulmark. <laughs> that's a lot yeah so saturday i went to that game i went to that game with mandy and with kate oh. and oh. we i gotta tell you we have primo commentary for these games we might not tell you what's happening like the the play-by-play of like you know like a jack edwards we're not telling you that but we're telling you what's happening 
just from the point, fans' point of view, I can't get into everything that we shouted because I can't remember everything. But our first our first period commentary was Chef's Kiss. It was fantastic. So that game was um, it was shitty. I hated it. I I loved the company. I hated it. There was a woman having an existential crisis in our section. She was losing her mind. Mandy said she was on PCP. I'd, I'm not going to slander her that way. I'm just going to say she was having a rough time. She, you know, as, as it seems that we have to do often, we have to tell the Bruins what to do. And the Bruins just weren't listening. They, they looked like they had had nine days off. I, I will tell you that. But I think the most egregious thing about the whole game was the officiating. Mm. The officiating was horrible. When you're sitting there and you're just like, I just saw a very obvious cross check of Marshand right in front of the benches, right in front of line judge there. No call. Interference. Do we know what that is? Uh, Because the refs didn't. (laughs) They called something that was obviously not interference and they called, they didn't call things that were obviously interference. Let's see. Oh, the phantom trip. Krejci supposedly tripped somebody. He didn't. Spotty check. The guy fell down. But Krejci went to the box for that. Uh, Icing. Anybody know what icing is? Can you tell me what icing is? What goes on a cake? (laughs) That's apparently what they thought. Uh. Because basically... Pucks would go from one end to the other end, crossing multiple lines, and no icing would get called. Nobody would be around it. It's just no icing. Oh, my God. I'm not saying I want to just sit there and see like a million icings. I'm just saying, call it. Mm -hmm. Call it. You guys call things. Oh, God. I mean, the only thing that I can sit there and say like they called absolutely right was Taylor Hall got boarded in the last like minutes of the game. They actually got that. I was I was sitting there thinking, they're not going to call it, and it didn't matter. The Bruins like squandered the, the power play because they was a power play. How do we play hockey? I'm not really sure. Now you could sit there and you could say, Washington's hungry. They want the points. They need them, right? And that could very well be true. But washington also lost at home to the sharks the next night four to one so is it washington super hungry and they needed the points i mean granted that is the back end of a back-to-back but the sharks have you seen how bad the sharks are oh they're bad they're bad the bruins beat them by scoring at least four goals each time oh my god so like I'm I'm willing to say Capitals were the hungrier team. But I'm going to say that the team in front of Jeremy Swayman did nothing to help him. Mm. Uh, so let's get into it. Backstrom in the first 628 power play goal. Oh, not to mention that the, one of the first things that the Bruins did uh, in the game was they coughed up the puck to Ovi in his office. You shouldn't do that. Shouldn't do that. They they got lucky. They got lucky because it didn't result in a gore. Goal, gore. In a gore. In a goal. There was no goal or gore. That's good to know. <laughs> you know, sometimes when there's no goal, you wish there were a little gore. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Ah. 
yeah. So basically, uh, they were on the power play because Marshy was called for slashing Kemper. Ah, <sighs> that's dumb. So, listeners, I uh, did not watch the game, nor did I read anything about the game. So this is kind of I'm enjoying this recap because oh, okay. it's all news to me. Oh yeah, it was it was a lot of bullshit, a lot of bullshit. Uh, so anyway, Backstrom to Johansson, who takes the shot, and then Backstrom's like right there at the side of the net to just go tip. Uh, and so that's that's how they scored that one. But the one, <laughs> the one goal that really pissed me off, and I don't have any commentary on this goal. It was the fucking sentient boat shoe who I was yelling that I, I yelled that all through the, the, the balcony. I, I don't like Garnet Hathaway because he's sentient boat shoe. I, I know of that type. I have grown up amongst that type. I don't like that type, but I know of sentient boat shoes. Let's try it again. Sentient boat shoes. I know of them and Garnet Hathaway just fucking irritates me two he wears 21 i love the number 21 i just do i love did 42 you know, and i love 21 did you know i changed my number to 21 and i i did not know that yeah i really nick, did nick you're wearing one of my favorite numbers that's cool I didn't my know favorite that. hockey oh. number i love mm-hmm. that number so he wears 21 and i find it egregious that um a dickwad would wear 21 you're not a dickwad i'm not no see only only good people wear 21 not him he's terrible so my commentary on this goal is fuck that guy checks out (laughs) because he ends up on his back and he's just doing this with his other hand he's like waving his hand around like woo, like 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 you know the the gold light right Mm -hmm. fuck that guy and the only only brief uh, glimmer of light that the Bruins had was Nick Foligno basically just stuffing the goal in. I mean, stuffing, stuffing the puck in for a goal. That was it. 2-1. Bruins lost. And I also wrote poor Swayman. Oh. You know, for a while there was his uh, save percentage was going to be really, really bad, but then the Capitals uh, caught up on shots the lasting image of that game really is the fact that Ovechkin was called for penalty twice and he took his very, very sweet time going to the box. And I just wanted to punch his ugly face in the whole time. I don't know if he was just trying to do it to get to the fans and just have a little heel turn mm-hmm. or if he really just was like, why? I, I don't go to the box. I don't go to box. And I'm like, no, you do go to the box. Just go. so get that game out of our system it was not a good game the Bruins in my professional opinion the Bruins need to wake the fuck up Mm -hmm. wake up wake up obviously they miss Jake DeBrusque who is still out for now they're expecting him to come back for Nashville which is Thursday Uh, so he is traveling on the trip but they want to make sure that he's he's all right. And I am fine with that because I don't want setbacks. I, leg injuries can be tricky sometimes. Make sure that they're totally fine. 
they obviously miss him so much. Craig Smith, Craig Smith did one good thing in that game on Saturday. He took a shot on goal. Hey. And it actually went, you know, had to be stopped by uh, by uh, Kemper. Okay, good. But Smith is not the guy that he was the first season and a half. So seeing him play up there with Marshy and Berge and as Bob Beers and uh, Judd Surratt, who call the game for 98.5, said he wouldn't be on that line if the management did not respect him so much. But at some point, man, uh, respect has got to give way to people who can actually play. And when DeBrus comes back, that solves that problem. Mm -hmm. But man, it's, it's just been so bad in the last like four or five games for the Bruins because of, brusque being out and the schedule catching up to them and whatever so uh i'll be i'll be happy when uh DeBrusque comes back like i said it should be thursday against nashville and i don't have any updates on noshik or latiri or anything else i mean people have injuries getting through it so I was hoping that Jeff would be back, but we're just going to have to proceed on with, with the show. All right. So the trade deadline is quickly approaching. It is on March 3rd at 3 p.m. So that is like a little over two weeks from now. There are questions surrounding the Bruins about what they should do. Should they trade for somebody to increase their center depth and to possibly have a center in place for next year if they can extend that guy? Do they need to maybe shore up their wings? The Jake DeBrusque injury has shown a glaring hole at, at right wing that has not been filled by pretty much anybody uh, to uh, suitable capacity. And then um, there's the idea of, do we want defensive depth? Because that seems to be something that Don Sweeney always goes for because he's just scarred scarred for uh, since that one series against the Ottawa center senators. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I think it was 2017 because I think it was the emergence of Corelli and McAvoy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so basically, you know, ever since then, because our defensemen, they're not, you know, they're not necessarily, the weakest guys but man oh man do they get injured when the the play gets upped um so i will start out with the defensive question the defensive depth we have both riley and strawman both lefties although riley can play right we have them down in providence and once the playoff starts it doesn't matter we can have them back up in no time you know, so I guess it depends on whether or not you want a, a bigger, stronger D like they went and got uh, last year in both Lindholm and Josh Brown. Uh, Josh Brown. <sighs> yeah, he was definitely depth. Lindholm was a piece we could use. And I'm just wondering what they should do. Now, I will just say that at this point, 
Bo Horvat has been traded to the New York Islanders. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko has gone on to the Rangers. So that was good. And Chikrin, Jacob Chikrin, is looking like he'll be traded to somebody. But uh, there are many reasons why he's not uh, a good fit for the Bruins. But also, also the Bruins are like one of the final teams involved, it seems. Even though that the fit may not be perfect, he is one of the uh, the Bruins are involved. Okay, <clears throat> one of the teams talking the Chikrin like stuff over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday had more twists than an M Night Shyamalan movie. I swear to God, mm-hmm. it was it was this team's out, this team's out, this team's out. All right, well this team's back in. And they're tr- doing a deal centered around this person, and then that person was told by his, that person's agent was told that he's actually not being traded, and then it looked like a deal was gonna get done, but then it's being held up because of like one team wanting to dump a contract onto the Arizona and Arizona being like, no, we don't want that, and then it's just it's wild, it's absolutely wild. Arizona, and you it, still have to meet the floor. Go ahead. And in the meantime, Chikrin is just not playing until it's resolved. Like they've their their GM came out and said today that yeah, he's not gonna play until a resolution is found. Well and and he but he's traveling with the team. And he hasn't played no. for much of the season because he was injured. So uh what a mess. Anyway. Yeah, I hope that the Bruins are involved in such a way so that they can fuck up any chances that the Leafs have. <laughs> well, the Leafs are out on it. Oh, okay. The Leafs, Toronto, as of Saturday night, the Leafs are out. And Leafs fans are convinced that the Bruins are going to get them. And they're like definitely in their feels about it, which is kind of hilarious. Because I want, because like, at one point, it was like Toronto. They said Toronto. Jeff Merrick, maybe is his name, on Hockey Night in Canada mm-hmm. said that Toronto, the Kings, and one other team that was like thought to be a favorite were out. But then, like, the Kings almost had a deal for him, and it was going to be centered around Brant Clark. Then Brant Clark's agent came out and said that he was told that. Brent Clark isn't being traded. So that was confirmed. And then it was then the Kings were trying to dump some contract onto the Coyotes that the Coyotes were like, yeah, you're going to have to give us more if you want us to take that contract. And then uh, now I don't know what's the Kings have been out and then almost close to do close to a deal like seven times in the past 48 hours. So like, I don't know what's happening. I, there's a lot of words to say. I have no idea what the fuck is happening or where the fuck he's going. We just know that he's probably not going to be at Arizona past March 3rd. Okay. That's a lot. Cause he doesn't want to be there. Like he's, I'm pretty sure he said he wants to be traded. He doesn't want to be in Arizona. Well, I mean, he took he took Arizona off of all of his uh, social media accounts, so he's just an athlete now. Okay, so I was listening to the hockey show this weekend, the ninety eight five hockey show. It is the only thing I 
personally think is worth listening to on 98.5. Oh. Yeah, and you can get it as a podcast on Spotify, but it, it comes in podcast by hour. So it's like hour one, hour two. So you have to just play in the right order. But, you know, you have Ryan Johnston who has, uh, you know, done play-by-play and he worked with various various hockey teams in his whole career and now he's doing radio uh you have billy jaffe who comes in you have ty anderson who was not in this weekend because he had a scary event uh that happened in the last week a scary health event uh but normally he's on um and then they talk to uh bob beers and judd surratt who call the games so they see every game um you know there's no more haggerty you know they just get people who are in reputable places and everything and so anyway on that show they were talking about why they didn't like the idea of having chikrin and one of the things they they said was like look uh, you know he's young he's talented for sure but we don't know what he's like in big games he doesn't have big game experience and bringing him into this room bringing him into this this team who has a lot of experience seems like it might not be a great idea so i don't think i understand that argument <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think jeff and i are on the same page here um, i mean i, 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 I don't... that's just one concern the other okay. concern is where is he going where, where are you putting him and who's out who are you taking out of the top six? Okay, so there is no scenario. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's not funny, but it kind of is. Hold that thought, listeners, or don't, whatever. All right. Well, let's try to see what we can do with this to hold it. So, <laughs> so okay. I'm on the same page, I think, with Nick, where... A, a veteran room seems like the perfect place for someone who isn't experienced because they can show him the ropes. You, you know, with that logic that they have, they might as well get rid of Hampus Lindholm. He's had to play off experience. I mean, not a, not a, a lot. Years, a few years. With Anna, yeah. It, 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 but he was on like Anaheim's bad teams too. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I, I, I just feel like that goes out. But, to but, but, but also Hampus Lindholm played really well when he played during last year's Kane series. Remember, oh, yeah, he yeah, got yeah. knocked out by Sveshnikov, So That's right when I showed up to that fucking game, too. Anyway, not over that. Thanks. Neither am I. Fuck that guy. Oh, well, I'm just not really overspending hundreds of dollars to get COVID and see the Bruins get destroyed. Oh yeah. Okay. I forgot about that part. Yeah. Spending money to see COVID is not great or to get COVID. Is not yeah. great. Actually, when you, I was laughing though, just then. So I guess I am over it. It's kind of funny. It's funny because everyone ended up being okay. Yep. To go off what, what Tim says, like, yeah, you unexperienced defenseman who's talented, put them with the Bruins. Watch him turn into a Norris caliber defenseman. I, I I would agree with that. If we were talking about bringing him into the team in the summer mm-hmm. and he gets a full year under his belt, 
of playing Bruins hockey. I, I just, I don't know. I don't want to say that there's a loser mentality in, in Arizona, but I'm not sure I want to put him in with this room right now. Not to mention that he also has two more years, which are manageable. Yeah, they're three and a half or four or something like that. Yeah, they're, they're manageable years, but you also have to figure out who are you replacing in the lineup. Are you sending a Are you sending a roster player back, which uh, like a defensive roster player? And do you really want to mess with that chemistry right now? You know, there are lots of ways to look at this. I mean, it, it's yeah, like- but I mean, I think that like I understand not wanting to mess with team chemistry and stuff like that, but I think the 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 overwhelming consensus is the Bruins are probably going to make a deal or two at the deadline to try to shore up the team and make sure they're stocked ready for the run, right? Mm-hmm. So anyone that comes in, in theory, is a threat to that chemistry. Unless it's so depth. Like, Unless yeah. it's depth. I was uh, trying to hold off on this, but I think it's now time for me to present my rules for the Boston Bruins about uh, who they should acquire. Oh, okay. There's really only one rule. Okay. And the rule is this simple. If I have heard of that player, then they should not get that player. <laughs> That's simple. <laughs> okay. All right. So they'll call me up. Hey, hey, Sweeney, what's up? Green in? Hey, I, I know. I've heard of him. Don't get him. Don't get him. <laughs> oh, that guy? Hey, I have no clue who he is. Get him. Role player. Excellent. Excellent idea. All right. I, I want to just throw names at him. <laughs> okay. But I don't have a... a oh, it's going to take so long. <sighs> All right. Uh, I guess I'm just not opposed to bringing in a player to play on your top six or play in the lineup every night. I'm really not opposed to it if it's going to make the team better. Well, but okay, Tim. So who is he replacing? I don't know anyone. Well, not anyone. He's probably not going to. In theory, he's probably not going to replace. Go down the list. He's not going to replace McAvoy. Obviously, he's not going to replace Bolm. Probably not going to replace Grizz or Carlo. So he's probably going to replace whoever is playing. One of the guys is playing at the bottom. Who's who's um. He's Chickren's a lefty. Um, yep. So it's like maybe Grizz, but like I don't know how much of an upgrade, if at all, that would be. I don't think Chickren's the kind of player you put in your uh, uh, bottom pair because typically those guys are your. No, I, I would think I think I think Chickren would automatically go to the second pair. But the guy who's on your second pair probably moves down. Yeah. I, that's what I would think. All right. I don't want to think about taking Horbert out of the lineup. Yeah. Because then because then, the power, I mean, the penalty kill goes to shit. It just and does. Our, our offensive power, uh, penalty kill. It's like, I don't think. <laughs> he has two shorthanded goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 that's the thing. It's like, Okay, Connor Clifton is a UFA, but he's a he plays right. Mm-hmm. And can Forbore so, play the right side? 
I think he's done it, but I don't think he does it well. Okay. See, that's the thing. That's where, like, right, that's where the shame is that Mike Riley just didn't seem to improve enough to to make it onto the roster this year because he can play either side. But he's not a penalty killer. And so is is forward on the right side better than Clifton? Ah, Clifton's playing so well. He really right, is. but Clifton's definitely playing well, but is now the time maybe he's the one on the roster if you're getting rid of a roster player. Is now the time to be like, all right, he's never gonna his value is never gonna be this this high. Is now the time to be like, all right, especially with him being a UFA. And he's only making a million bucks. And um, send him back to a team that he didn't sign with after he was drafted by them. That would be kind of mean. But uh, he was really never drafted mean. anyway. He was just a free agent. No, I'm pretty sure he was he was drafted and then never signed a deal with Arizona. Pretty sure. Uh, I'll, I'll look up. I'll so look. The, I, here's the problem if if you get rid of um if you get rid of Cliffy right now, yep. I mean, uh, the Bruins have are they're very very shallow. Right, Tim. On, on, oh, Tim. yeah, twenty uh, one thirty three overall, two uh, twenty thirteen Arizona Coyotes. So you're right. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the Bruins have uh, lots of extra defensemen. All of them uh, lefty shots. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, you need your righties. Yeah. So if you're trading anyone, like, I, I think you can't trade any roster defenseman that you can't do it. You could trade a Riley though. Yeah. Well, I said roster defense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm just clarifying. Yeah. Oh yeah. So again, I think the rule is if I've heard of the player, you don't trade up for them uh, because it typically means it. they're, I guess, NHL famous. And uh, that's going to require a, uh, a piece that you need that's already click, clicking. So, I mean, trade some scrubs, trade some draft picks. Um, if you're looking for defensive depth, uh, Mike Riley still exists. Oh, cool. The Bruins just acquired an extra left-handed defenseman. So I, I, I don't. I uh, maybe see them getting one defenseman, maybe getting a few more pieces on offense, but I I, I don't change anything with this roster. I don't I, I don't chase anyone who you think can even fill a hole down the line because that's trading away what you have right now for something that may work out. And I think right now this is the time to say you're all in. Well, you don't need to get anything because, like, this is the team that you want going into the playoffs. Especially, you're getting DeBrusque best pretty soon. So, you you want some more offensive firepower? You 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 get that in in a couple of days. Yeah, and I and I understand that. I think I think you run the risk of other teams getting better and just I don't know. I I, I just I feel like you run the risk of almost being complacent with this team when you should add if you can, I think. I just don't know what's out there that can make this the, the team better. So you mean okay, so you you know you're if you trade anything, you're giving up your first round pick. That's fine. 
probably probably going to so, give up a guy like like guys that are in Providence. You could probably get like if you you have a logjam of goalies in the minors, you probably could trade one of them. And especially like a guy like uh, uh, Brennan Bussy, Bussy, whatever, however you pronounce it. He he um he's playing really well. He was an AHL All Star this year as a as a rookie for in the AHL. So like maybe he has some value um, to add to a, a trade because of that. Um, I mean he started the year in Maine, was called up, and then just lit has lit up Providence. So maybe he has value. The Bruins that also have the fortunate problem of being the best team in the NHL. So any trade you're going to do comes with the best team in the NHL tax. So, all right. So you're going to trade away a first rounder, a second rounder, one, uh, pick your favorite prospect in uh, uh, who's playing in the AHL right now for a, for a third liner, extra, like a pretty good extra defenseman. Like if you want to do it, go for it. But I, uh, I re- guess it all depends on who's who's available. It depends yeah. who you're getting back. That's that's really the yeah. crux of it. And, and I, I don't know, beyond Chikrin, we don't really know what's available. Oh, well. Because he's the only guy. I do have a few other names for you. All right. Fair oh, enough. Wait. Let's hear them. Okay. So do you want to hear the left D too or just the right D? I want all the uh, D. Yeah, all the D. <laughs> okay so the name the most intriguing name that i've heard um in the last few weeks and i love this guy uh as a guy i love his size and all that stuff vladislav gavrikov lefty from columbus he's a ufa he is six foot three and i don't know how many pounds but he's a big guy so then we have luke shen right d from vancouver ufa i really want him yeah, I know who he is. No, don't. No, he's not the good Shen. That's how I I said it the other day. Shane Gostaspear. I mm. know who he is. Definitely don't want expiring deal left and right D. Whoa, you know, <laughs> stick is flat, no curve to it. Yep. And then there's Matt Dumba, who could possibly be on the trade market as a right D UFA this year. Hmm. I mean, they also put Eric Carlson up there, but he's got four years left on his deal and he doesn't want to leave. So he ain't waving anything. So I didn't know. Yeah. And I know, I don't think, I don't think Carlson's getting traded. Like, yeah, he's not gonna, he's not going to accept the trade and the Bruins wouldn't trade for that contract. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically right now the Bruins have the problem of not a deep prospect pool. Um, and uh, a current cap space, a deadline cap space of uh, 2.378 million and change from there. I'm actually surprised it's that much. I know. I know. I, I don't know how these numbers add up, but because I mean, I'm usually good at math, but I'm just like, huh? I don't exactly understand cap math because there are things that are, you know, daily charges and stuff like that. So that's what their their deadline space looks like right now. That's not a lot, but you know, also not insignificant for like a deadline because you 
in theory, if you're getting an expiring contract, you're only paying a prorated portion of that contract. Right, but so, the numbers have to add up. The numbers have true. to add up. So there's a, a yeah, certain... but that's, yeah, they do. But like that two point whatever could go a decent uh, that could go pretty far, even though it seems like not not a lot. It could go pretty far. Well, you still have to balance the books uh, on that. So, um, so it's tricky. It's a tricky thing. Now, I'm worried about somebody like the Canes. The Canes have, oh, let's go look and see what their deadline space looks like. Probably 11 something. Uh, oh, that's right. Because they have a lot of LTIR stuff, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, because they just put Max Pacioretty on there. He may never play again. He may never play again. Okay, so let's take a comparison. The deadline cap space for the Canes, who are second in the league, by the way, $10,106,667. Yeah, the LTIR money is... Yeah, their their projected LITR used is only 3.1578, basically. Wow, that's not even... Is uh, that how much Patch? I thought Patch already would be more than that. Well, like I said, I don't understand how these numbers add up, to tell you the okay. truth. But I will just tell you that um, they they have the ability to spend up to ten million, and by spend I mean make the books work. Um, so they could go after O'Reilly if they wanted a center. A center. They could go uh, after Chikrin if they wanted. A, I don't know why they would, but because their defense is pretty, pretty okay. Do they have any prospects or picks left? I feel like they've made a lot of trades over the past, like two years, year and a half. It, it feels like they shouldn't have like prospects left. Maybe they've drafted well and I just haven't paid attention, but like, it just feels like that they've made a lot of trades recently. Well, they, they got uh, Patch ready for free. Yep. True. Uh, and they got a hell of a deal on Burns because of that. His contract's awful. Yeah. Um, Didn't they also trade for Statsny, though? Uh, was it? I think it was a free agent. Yeah, was he was he a free agent. I'm yeah. going to look. I'm going to look. Uh, Statsny is a signed. He's a signed deal. Yeah. He oh, signed no one year. Okay, ready? One year at $1.5 million. Oh, wow. That is, you know what? You guys could win the Stanley Cup. I want to do that. You know, because remember, you got traded out of St. Louis before they won. (laughs) So, yeah, the Canes got... True, yeah. Canes got all their picks. Um, They don't have their third rounder, but they have Phillies this year. Okay, which is probably a better pick anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so basically, um, I I understand about the complacency, Tim. I don't want them to be complacent, but I also feel like I I hope that the I hope that Don Sweeney understands exactly what their weaknesses are more than we do, and knows how to shore those up. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think and I think he he's had some blunders at 
the deadline. But I think overall, he's done pretty decently at the deadline year to year. Like, I can't – like, there were some times where he swung for the fence and it didn't work out. But a lot – like, some of the times that it didn't work out, like, in uh, Nash's in, – in the case of, like, uh, Rick Nash, the, the, the injuries, like, that's not his fault. He didn't like, know he was going to get one more concussion that was going to be the end. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I think I think he generally does a pretty good job at the deadline, and um, that's that makes me hopeful for everything. Um, I think Tarasenko definitely made the Rangers better, which sucks. And I think the Canes are very good. Um, they they are obviously have the second best record in the NHL, but they also like. I think you, you, you have to worry about it. Um, so I think, but at the same time, make deals that are best for you. Don't try to mirror deals. So if like the Canes make a big splash, don't make one for the sake of making one. Right. Don't like, don't overreact to it. Uh, so, and I, and I don't think Sweeney would, which is a good thing. Um, you don't want to overreact and like trade, make a bad trade. Um, right. So, but I, well, I don't think Sweeney's the type of general manager to do that. So that's 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 a good thing. I don't know. I I think defense. I don't know where you would. I don't think the offense really is a problem. I don't. They score. Um, obviously they only scored one goal last the other night, but like th- as a whole, the offense is good. You're getting the back. So I, I don't think you have to do anything on the offensive side. I would do deep go on the defensive side. Jeff. Hi. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we have moved past Chikrin, but not so far away. And, okay, um, so broad sweeping terms, my view on the deadline is this team is too good not to push all the chips in. Mm-hmm. Which means that because there's no real holes, you just trade for the best player you can and make it work. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I like that. Because you can always, if you have nowhere specific that needs to be improved, you just go for general improvement. Okay. So my... If it's Chikrin, cool. If I mean, like, I'd like to say, like, like, funny enough, the best player on the market's probably the one that would be the hardest to work in. Be Meyer, just from a positional standpoint. But oh my god, you have to like, like his qualifying offer next year is ten million. Well, there's also that. I mean, you could sign him probably to a long-term deal that will make that that AAV go down. But man. That is just intimidating. You could also trade for him and then do your whole playoff run and then trade him before the draft, like his rights before the draft, right? And try to get anything back. That way you don't have to even worry about the qualifying offer. That's what you said that last time when we were talking about it with Mandy. That's right. Bring another. Yep. Imagine Timo Meyer probably playing on the third line (laughs) 
the names I've heard for right wing and center. I, I have not wanted to think about center beyond this year right now. I do want to think about it, but right now I'm so focused on Stanley cup. And if, if they trade for it a center, that's fine because, you know, we are going to be like, you know, balls to the wall basically. So we need to, to, to go get whatever we can get. Right. So the, the names that I saw that, that I thought were intriguing at right wing, because we've noticed that Craig Smith, not really cutting it as a top right wing. I mean, yes, DeBrusque is coming back. We know, but what happens if DeBrusque gets knocked out of the playoffs? I mean, we we have Lauco, we have other people we can pull up from Providence and stuff. Yes, but would you be interested in trading for, say, Barbashev from St. Louis or Nyquist from Columbus? Nyquist, yes, if he would come here, because you don't need to make any other roster moves to get Nyquist on get Nyquist on the team with respect to the cap. Right. So that's intriguing. Well, that's just it. You. you a potential addition without having to do any subtractions to make it work. It's kind of nice. Right. Right. Yeah. Also uh, Swedish. Also Maine Black Bear. <laughs> really? <laughs> I know that. Oh, I knew all of that. I, I, mean, knew- I, knew he, I knew he was Swedish. I didn't know he was a Black Bear. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was a Hobie Baker finalist. His oh, wow. Year. I am really good at this thing. I knew the minute I wrote this down that Tim was going to be all over it. That was fine. Now, okay, Linda, let's say that guys the... have to throw the towel here. This just isn't happening. Like, <laughs> okay, bye. <sighs> Sorry, <laughs> that's okay. We knew this going in, so yeah. yeah. Bye. We'll see you later. Oh, yep. <laughs> And I'm sitting here like I'm having a hard time because I have a dog at my door who's like, you know what? I'm going to save the rest of this for next time because I do want to talk about center stuff. But let's see if we can get Jeff to talk about it. By the way, we have another week to talk about this, right? So, yes, let's move on. I've kept you guys here for a long time. So let's move on. Oh, we'll have to ask him some stuff. You know what? I just want to say that this week is a road trip week. They're going to two games on the road and they are bringing their siblings along. Yes. They've already flown out. Right. Ready. I got a tally here of who's brought whom. Okay. So those bringing brothers ready, Marcy, Bergie, Greer, Freddie, Grizzlick, pasta, and Umark, Umark's brother. If you if you can watch it on um, on uh, TikTok, Umark's brother is kind of funny and dorky. Oh, like, I, I saw I saw a picture. I'm like, it's very clear who kind of got the the. If there was like, if you want to like make things kind of stereotypical, who's the athlete in the family? The jock, and who's the the smart nerd? <laughs> very <laughs> obvious. Yes, it's very very much so. Um, they love each other. Yeah, that's good. Um, sisters, those who brought sisters, Lindholm, DeBrusque, Swayman, McAvoy, Zaka, Smith, and Coyle. So I thought that's cool. I thought that it is so cool that it's the siblings and 
best friends or mm. fa- other family members trip. I thought that was so cool. Who brought his best friend? Only child Taylor Hall. Oh. <laughs> and Nick Felino brought his brother-in-law. I guess cool. his sister couldn't make the trip. And his other brother obviously couldn't make the trip. So the brother's currently playing in the NHL. Yes, for the wild. So although it would have been fun if you brought his dad. Hey, dad, who works in the Toronto Maple Leafs organization. <laughs> Want to come on a Bruins trip? Yeah. <laughs> so the games this week. Tomorrow night, the Bruins are playing at the Dallas Stars at 8.30 p.m. It wouldn't be a Bruins season without them playing on Valentine's night somewhere out of the city. It's true. I guess, you know, oh my God, Boomer. I'm sorry. Anyway, can you hear him? I actually heard that one. Yeah, I did too. He it's past his bedtime. He needs me to tuck him in. I'm so sorry. Yes. Boomer. Okay. In a minute. All right. uh, the, The 16th, which is Thursday. They're going to be at Nashville, and that's an 8 o'clock game. I don't know where any of these things are being played. You guys can figure this out. I'm so sorry. Uh, Saturday, they come back home, and they will be uh, playing against the new and improved Borvat. 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 Bo Horvat, Borvat, or Ovabroth, whatever you want to call them. Because his name anagrams to overbroth. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Overbroth. <laughs> overbroth. Like egg broth. But anyway, um, yes, the new and improved uh, New York Islanders at 5 p.m. Dumb, dumb time, dumb time, dumb time, whatever. And they did then, it for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. So I can watch it. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then on. Monday, the game that you're all going to want to watch somehow, some way, they'll be at home versus Ottawa. It's a 1 p.m. start because it is is the President's Day game. Oh, okay. And it's the celebration of David Krejci's 1,000th game. Takes a lot. Takes a lot to say that. It's easy for you to say. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Can you tell I had a speech impediment growing up? No, actually. Actually, no, yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't have guessed that. I I could say it the German way. David Krejci's 1,000th game ceremony. 1,000th. Anyway. DK1K. Uh, DK1K is awesome. You know, I, I love that scene of, of Nick Felino just telling him, Hey, it's your 1000th game today. <laughs> Did you hear me? It's your 1000th game. <laughs> Treating him like he's an old man. Loved it. Anyway, yep, that's what's going on for games this week. So naturally, we have to make some soft predictions on these things. And I am going to write that down right now. Okay. So we're going to put me here and we'll ask Jeff later. So we'll go Tim and then Nick and then Jeff. All right, darlings. Mm-hmm. I've not watched any Dallas games really this year. You know what? I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to say 
three oh and one and my one is going to be dallas that's actually exactly what i was going to say because ottinger is having a good year for dallas yes ottinger is he a man main black bear grave no no okay i'm sorry he might be bu i might have gotten mixed up okay nick what you gonna do four no four no oh my god wow i love it i love it i love it and we'll find out what jeff thinks some other time when his uh other boss lets him have time to talk to us ever again so you know babies they require time all um, right so Odinger is bu bu all right sorry i got it mixed so up he's a, he's a hockey east great Mm. which is still the conference that means in yeah i i just remember that he and jeremy swayman were like palling around at the media day at the media day you know how it is so i think that pretty much wraps it up for us guys you know unless you got anything else we're gonna be back next week you can distill your thoughts in a notebook i like notebooks myself you can write it down on some program in your laptop or computer or whatever you can write a note to yourself in your phone i don't know we'll figure this out but i'm gonna close out the show because i got a dog to go tuck in so yeah here we go listeners you've been listening to barely on topic Boston Bruins podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. And you can find us literally everywhere. Um, so there were so many places that are our RSS feed goes to. You'll find us if you want to. But mostly we're at our home of SoundCloud. That's our home base where I load up everything and it disseminates from there. You can contact us at barely on topic on twitter or barely on topic podcast on facebook or at our individual twitter handles i am at wait for it va from ri whoa i am at tim a richardson and jeff is at dr hand grenade yep and i'll pull a va i'm at shaving my head for saint baldrick's Oh, yes, 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 yes. Tell us about that real quick, Nick. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, listeners, you can clearly tell by my voice I have very long hair for a dude. He is um, very actually, I, think, I think actually it's long hair for anyone. Uh, you so, have the longest hair of all of us. I do, yeah. And my hair is not very long, so. So I made the decision after, you know, it's kind of been bouncing off my my skull for, for a year now that... Uh, yeah, I'm shaving my head for St. Baldrick's, which is a nonprofit organization which raises funds to help find cures for kids with cancer. And uh, yeah, so I raise money and then I'm going to live stream people shaving my head. All right. And the hair is getting donated to an act- to a uh, nonprofit out of my hometown of Winston-Salem, where it is going to be donated to School of the Arts where the School of the Arts students will make wigs, and then those wigs are given to uh, kids at the, uh, the Brennan's uh, Children's Hospital here in Winston. So it's all it's all local, which is pretty cool. 
All right. So we should definitely post your stuff on the, the uh, Twitter page. So we can, sure. I would appreciate that. We can disseminate that information so people can donate and watch you get your head shaved, which I'm looking forward to it. I think it's pretty exciting. I liked getting, I got a personal message from you too, which oh. I thought was very sweet, especially since it was like, yeah, I, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I would send this, YouTube, this to yeah. you today. Um, so anyway, I, uh, yeah, I think it's a good move. And can I just tell you something? Because I know that you are like working on yourself. Like mm -hmm. so many of us, we're all working on ourselves and trying to figure out who we are and growing from our pasts. And I'm just going to say, shaving your head is supposed to be a very cathartic cleanse you know taking that that old hair away and letting new hair grow forth and you know that's kind of one of the reasons why i'm doing it and if, if there's someone who can if there's people who can benefit from me just getting a, a massive haircut i think i think you take that opportunity that's right that's right all right so we'll post all that stuff up and then woohoo hopefully donations through the roof all right okay guys thank you <laughs> <laughs> you say it so sweet thank you <laughs>